Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your micropolitan matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized micropolitan region. Hello, 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 everyone. We are so excited to bring you our next episode of the Micropolitan Matchmakers. Becky and Gabby here, and I'm going to dive right in, Gab, with my heart take for this week, Um, because I've been really excited about my meditation app, and I know I've talked about mindset a lot. We've talked about mindset a lot already, Um, and one of the things I think you can do, and and I'm so excited to hear our guests take on this in a little bit, is to really um, get your head right before or as you approach dating, whether it's right before you go on a date, even as you're creating your dating profile. Um, And I have found an app that I really, really like for meditation. It is a paid app, but there is a seven-day free trial but I've been using the Chopra app for the last couple months. I actually did end up buying the subscription to it um, on my iPhone. And it's great because it has daily meditations that it kind of serves you, but there's also this whole library of programs. So I'm doing one right now on abundance and mindset for that, like how to attract more abundance into your life, which is really applicable, I think, in dating as well as business and all of these other avenues. So um, Chopra app is not a paid sponsor, although if they were interested in being a paid (laughs) sponsor, if someone out there is listening, we certainly could work with them. So this is not a plug. There's no kickbacks there, but um, definitely wanted to share how much I've been liking that. I've also used the Calm app. I like a lot. I know a lot of folks use Headspace. Um, So this is just, you know, Chopra is because it's what I've been using lately, but I think any of these apps are are really great and they all have free trials. So if you are at the beginning of a meditation journey and don't know where to start, I think guided meditation is really helpful versus just trying to sit on a pillow and be quiet in your house and not not think about things. Guided meditation is nice because it sort of directs you through that journey. So that is my heart take for the week. I love it. I have, I use the Peloton. I'm a big Peloton groupie. And um, I have the Peloton app and it has like all different classes. And I think it does have a meditation session. So I've never really gotten into meditation. I've always wanted to. I go through phases where like I'm super into yoga. And um, I I think I need to dedicate, even if it's like, I'm sure they have classes that are like five minutes. Yeah. That's what's so nice about this one. Like the Chopra app, none of them exceed, at least none that I've done have exceeded 15 minutes. And that's usually the allotment of time I schedule myself in the morning to do it. So when you know you have that space in your calendar, you it, they take care. He even says like when it's one that Deepak is leading, he's like, you sit here and do this and like all mind the time. And he rings a bell when it's done. And it's it's great. It's very relaxing. But the guided piece is so nice. And there's so many programs for whatever you want to work on, which is really cool. I love it. Well, Gabby, let's dive in to our guest. I'm really excited because I actually first learned about Jordana and what she was doing on another podcast, the Cat Ladies podcast. Um, And Jordana has really been like my first introduction to coaching, but especially dating coaching. So I am so excited to have Jordana Haig here, uh, who is a dating coach and she puts up with me as my own coach. So this is how I know it's real. And I respect and appreciate her expert advice. And I'm really excited to dive in. So welcome. 
Thank you guys. It's so great to be here. I'm so glad to be on your podcast and I'm so excited to chat today. It's so wild, Jordana, because I feel like Gabby and I have talked about you. We follow each other on Instagram. I feel like I know you, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time we're actually interacting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that earlier and I totally forgot. I was like, I feel like Becky and I are friends as well. And we've never actually spoken face to face. (laughs) I'm really excited. I'm planning a trip to Winnipeg because you make it look really awesome. And I'm, I need to like come up to Canada and yes. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll have to plan a dating coach. Yes. I'll host a retreat. Everyone can come. I love it. We're in. All right. So um, kind of the first thing that I want to do, Jordana, is obviously like tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do on a day-to-day basis, um, and how you got into dating coaching. Yeah. So I am a dating and mindset coach. It should really be mindset and dating coach uh, because the mindset piece is very prominent in the work that I do. Dating and relationships just happens to be my niche. Um, But yeah, I work with clients one-on-one. I work with Uh, people who identify as women only for the time being. Um, I got into dating, coaching about, I'm like trying to think, just over a year now. And I found coaching because I was coming out of a really tough breakup. I had actually cheated on my ex-boyfriend and I had a lot of shame and confusion and judgment about throwing away a three-year relationship Um, And I was really struggling to um, kind of navigate that and come out of it in a healthy way. I wanted to be productive with my time, but also not feel like shit anymore. So I started going to therapy. And then after therapy, I also found a coach and I started getting my own coaching for myself. And that just really helped me kind of sort through all of my thoughts and then choose ones that were helpful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I started. And then now I work with clients one-on-one and yeah, it's super, super fun. That's awesome. A little bit more, cause I know this is big for you and you actually just posted about this on your Instagram today, but about choosing your thoughts, because that's something that you talk about a lot. And I think that's really important. What does that, what does that look like? Yes. So I teach that our thoughts. Uh, We have thoughts about our circumstances. Those thoughts trigger our emotions. Our emotions then drive our action or inaction. And then our actions create kind of our reality, our results in life, wherever we are now. So when I talk about um, choosing your thoughts, I'm really talking about deciding how you want to frame what's going on in your head so that you can create the results that you want. Most people don't even consider the fact that their thoughts aren't true. Most of us are just living our lives. And this is how I was for most of my life. We're just living our lives as if our brains are just like reporting our thoughts as if it's the news, right? It's just the facts. This is what's happening. This is what we believe. And now we move from this place. So when I learned that like, oh, no, our thoughts aren't true. We can change them. Our thoughts are largely just our socialization and what we've learned and what we've been taught, but they're not inherently true. My mind was just like, oh, There's so many more possibilities then. There's so many more nuance. It's not even about positive versus negative thoughts, but but more so like what is helpful? Is there a neutral option? Is there, you know, something that is maybe not positive necessarily, but just feels a little better for me? Like where can I play around with my thoughts so that I can move in the direction that I want to move so that they'll create an emotion that feels 
less stuck for me so that I can still kind of get where I'm going. And then last piece kind of that I'll add in here is that this is so important in dating because again, of how we've been socialized, we, especially as women perceive the dating world a certain way, we're largely socialized to find our value in other people and how they perceive us. So a lot of the time, our thoughts will be about whether or not they like us and whether or not they're going to text back and whether or not it's going to work out and whether or not we're on the right track or whether or not we're doing the right thing, right? And all of that, number one, is exhausting. And number two is just it's it's often not true. And when it's not true, when we're moving from that place, a lot of the time we're costing ourselves not just our emotional and mental like freedom and peace, but also the relationships that we actually want to be in because we have these stories about those people or those relationships that just aren't true. So that was a very lengthy response to your question, but hopefully that answered it. We dove right in. Yes. <laughs> like during our coaching sessions, that's what I want to do half the time. It's just be like, you know what? Absolutely right. Woo. I love it. So um, I think that's a really good segue into one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you on the podcast was, and, and I think one of the questions that I had when I first was learning about coaching is what's the difference between therapy and coaching? And do some people need both? What, when do you recommend um, that people only need coaching, only need therapy or combined? And I think that is, a, you know, coaching, I feel like is still kind of a new profession in a lot of ways, especially on the East Coast, I've noticed. Um, yeah. so like, how, what do you tell people the difference between therapy and coaching is? And how do you know which one you need? Yeah, so there are a few different answers to this. So I'm obviously just going to share my opinion on it. Um, because there are a lot of different therapists, and there are also a lot of different life coaches, right? So for me, the difference is, generally speaking, that therapists deal with mental illness, um, anything that requires medication, anything that um, impacts your day-to-day life or your day-to-day wellness. Of course, there are also life coaches who are trained specifically in Um, mental health concerns where they can also coach on those things. I personally am not. So I won't coach on abusive relationships or anything to do with a mental illness situation. However, you can hire a therapist and a coach. Several of my clients do that. You know, if they have clinical anxiety or clinical depression, they will work with a therapist and then they will also work with a coach. So earlier I said, you know, there's lots of different life coaches. Of course, it depends on which one you hire. I am largely mindset based. So as long as you are willing and you want to look at your thoughts and your mindset and see how that's impacting your life, anyone can really come work with me, um, provided they don't need that extra support of if there's a mental illness or serious mental health concern that I'm unable to address. I love that, Jordana. And I think um, it's funny too. And as you know, I'm entering this space as well after working with Gabby on our local project, Capital Heart Connection, and getting to meet so many people who are in that space. And I think the other thing that I really like, and this is not to say that therapists or mental health professionals in that sense don't do this too, but coaching for me, and, and I've worked with a couple of my own coaches in a few different areas of life are so action oriented too. So mm-hmm. the idea of like, having some type of maybe homework or something that you're going to challenge yourself to do. And, and a coach can hold you accountable to take whatever that action 
is. And yeah. that's a real big difference for me between therapy and coaching as well. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, again, I've found in my personal experience and in the experience that I've witnessed, again, not for everyone, but in my experience, therapy often brings us back to functioning or, you know, able to live well day to day. And then coaching really comes in and it's like, what are your big goals? Like, where do you want to be? Like, where would it be incredible for you to get to? Like, what would blow your mind? Like a coach is going to help you create the life that like feels impossible or super stretchy. And a therapist, of course, could do that as well. But I feel like the focus is more on life coaches help you kind of get there. And then therapists really help you kind of get just back to that normal, like day-to-day wellness. Yeah. Um, so what are, I, I know that you primarily work with women. Um, what are some of the common themes in terms of like what people are struggling with, what obstacles there are when it comes to dating? Yeah, honestly, I was thinking about this earlier and self blame is probably the number one thing there's lots of different scenarios under which that would fall because I was trying to think through all of my clients and all the different things that they struggle with. And it's just like a different flavor of blaming themselves. So whether that's their ex-partner cheated on them and now they blame themselves for, you know, not recognizing that they were going to cheat on them or for not being, you know, enough or sexy enough or pretty enough or good enough for them to have not done that to them, like that sort of self-blame or even as small as like, they didn't text me back. I must have said the wrong thing. I must have not shown up the right way on our date, or I must have, you know, given them the wrong impression, like all those sorts of things as well. There's lots of different kind of variations of that same thing, but that's, that's for sure. Like a theme that I see, especially among women is that we tend to like look at our circumstances and then find how we're the problem within that circumstance. I I was surprised because as I entered the space too, I wasn't sure if I wanted to work with just men or just women or a combination. So I have been working with both at at the time. And, um, and even in just more general talking to folks that come to some of the events that Gabby and I put on, I think men more than you would think are also dealing with that. And, and there might be type of man who is coming to a singles event or who is seeking out coaching that is maybe more, open or contend to that. I don't want to, again, this is generalizations, but in conversations I've had with guys as well, they're very, um, there is a lot of that self-doubt too. And that self-blame of, well, if I didn't text back at this time, or if I text back too Mm -hmm. quickly, think this, and we're all doing it to ourselves in this constant rotation in our head. Like you were saying before, like those stories that we tell ourselves. And I think it is a more, it is a more widespread problem. I think we're just socialized. It manifests itself in different ways. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And then when we do that, like, how do we show up when we're thinking that we're to blame? Obviously that feels terrible in our bodies. And so our tendency then is to pull back, to do less, to just stay in our head and overthink, to like not engage or communicate with the person. And then of course, the chances of that relationship working out are far lower. (laughs) which just leads to more unhappy people not getting what they want, right? That's why self-blame is a problem, not only because it feels terrible, but also because it's not moving us towards what we actually want. And so with that 
I have a question just in terms of when you're, whether it's, you know, advice you're giving to a friend or talking to your coachees, mm -hmm. we all walk around with these things and coaching is likely what, maybe one hour, 45 minutes, once a week. What do you give people to do as kind of either that homework or, or what are some things folks can do on their own to help when those, when those thoughts creep up or maybe even just to kind of regularly practice letting those things go? Do you have tips yeah. or tips? Yeah, the first thing I recommend is always just creating that awareness. Uh, most of the time, we're very quick and eager to kind of jump to, well, what can I think instead? If I'm if I'm not thinking this thought, like, what's a positive thought I can replace it with? And that's good. But what we forget is that, like, the what we should think next often comes very naturally and effortlessly once we've really sat with the idea that it's just a neutral thought, that it's not true that it's just a thought passing through your brain and you get to accept it or not accept it. So my first step of homework is always like, just notice your thoughts more often, whether that's just going throughout your day and asking yourself, what do I think about this? And then like noticing the rhetoric and like noticing like, okay, interesting. This is what my brain is offering me and practicing that separation. Um, another easy way to do this is to write out all of your thoughts, either just like, once a day or, or whenever you're feeling an, an intense emotion, you can kind of write out everything you think about that. It's going to feel really uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to looking at your thoughts, because again, your thoughts create your emotions, right? So if there are a lot of negative thoughts, you're probably going to have a lot of a negative, a lot of negative emotion along with that. So just like have some compassion for yourself, do what you can manage, but really getting yourself to practice looking at your thoughts is half the work because once you get comfortable with that and start practicing that switching into a new mindset is actually a lot easier than we think. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting that you bring that up because, um, the, so I've worked with Jordana for three months and now we're going on our next three month stint. And I noticed one of the biggest improvements during that first three months is just becoming way more self-aware it's yeah. not like coaching therapy, anything that comes to your mindset and the way you think and the way you do things, a lifestyle change. It takes so much time. Like coaching mm -hmm. isn't for you if you're looking for instant gratification. Actually, nothing is for you if you're looking yeah. for <laughs> Yeah. You make small baby steps. And I feel like, you know, over that first three months, at least I'm to the point where I realize like that thought is messed up. Like, even if I haven't completely changed that thought or, like, changed the action after that thought, I've finally realized, like, yikes, like, that's a big issue for me. Or, like, yeah. I'm about this way too hard or, you know, so now I feel like I'm at the point where I can finally start transitioning into, like, really changing those thoughts and not drastic thoughts. It's not from, like, oh, nobody would want to date me to everybody wants to date me. It's more, like, that I can find a couple people who want to date me, you know, like those yeah. mid thoughts that aren't too far fetched that your brain can still believe. Yeah. Well, another thing you let you grabbed onto too is, is like sitting in some of those thoughts and how some people have a tendency. And my coach called me out on this actually just this past week of, all right, I've been having some health struggles and I'm feeling like crap. And I'm, I've got this like story spinning in my head of how I haven't been as productive and I haven't done some of the things I wanted to do. And I was just feeling like icky. And instead of trying, I was telling her, I was like, you know, and then I wrote down in my journal, all these things and I ripped it up to let it go. And she's like, sometimes you just need to slow down 
and feel that thought for a minute before you let it go. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I think Gabby and I have both done that with each other. Like, oh man, we're feeling like crap and just like, we want to move on to the next thing. We want to be productive. But sometimes you do have to let yourself feel that icky stuff, I think, before you move on. I always say that like, we all, all coaching is, in my opinion, obviously, is teaching myself and others how to allow ourselves to be human in the deepest possible capacity. So when we're looking at our thoughts, it's not about becoming a better person who's more positive and bubbly and gets the dream relationship she wants, right? Like, obviously, those are good things that will naturally come with coaching, <laughs> But the goal rather and and like the piece that is so fundamental to getting where where you want to go is accepting where you are right now and just saying like, oh, today my negative thoughts are this and it's not a problem. And tomorrow I'm going to have some more negative thoughts. And in three months, I'm still going to have some negative thoughts. And in two years, nothing's going to change because I'm still a human. Right. It's not about getting rid of our humanness as a like it's more about allowing ourselves to be human in like the fullest expression so that we can then take ownership for how we want to be in the future. Right. I have so many thoughts on this. I could literally talk for forever, but (laughs) we think that like, we think that like the more we judge ourselves, the more we're going to change, like the more we find all our negative thoughts and the more we pull out all of this crap that we don't like about ourselves, the more we can change and become a better person, but it's completely the opposite. Right. It's like, the more we allow ourselves to just be the way that we are, the more we love ourselves with all of our different pieces, the more we like listen to our negative thoughts and get curious about them and like spend time in our emotions, especially the negative ones, the easier it is then to shift into like, well, this is how I was yesterday. Like, how would I like to be today? Like what feels fun? What feels good? What feels easy to me to move into next? Yeah. Um, So I, during the first three months that we worked together, um, I got to a point and I was very open about this, that I just didn't feel like dating anymore. And I wasn't not forever, just like I was taking a break from dating. And there was a period where you and I were working together, you know, meeting once a week. And, um, during that time, I really didn't have much to report on in terms of like, Oh, I went on this date last week, or this is what I'm thinking when I'm texting this person. Um, but so the reason I bring that up is because I feel the value of working with, um, a dating and mindset coach is that even though you might not, and that, and one, you told me, you're like, it's okay. You don't have to date, like Mm -hmm. putting so much pressure on yourself. You've invested in this dating coach. That doesn't mean that you need to go on five dates a week. Like it's totally fine. We can still work on mindset and the mindset, um, coaching was so important to me because even though dating wasn't like a priority in my life at that point, I was able to shift that mindset thinking to everything that I do, whether it's business or family relationships, friendships. Um, So like, I really am such a firm believer in, in investing and coaching and like taking that step to connect with a coach that you might find relatable because even if it's not dating at this very second, like I've grown so much even from, you know, the other coaching sessions that we've had. And so like, I just kind of want to like turn a little bit and like talk to you both, like Becky now being a dating coach of like why coaching is so important, um, why someone should invest. And also because it is an investment of time, of money, Mm -hmm. 
acknowledgement that like you want to make a change in your life, which so many people have a hard time doing. Uh, like admitting is the first step type thing. And also both of you, even though you're coaches, you are also coached. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to like open the floor up about that and kind of hear from both of you really your thoughts about all of the above. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead, Becky? No, you're the guest. You go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Again, I have so many thoughts, so I'll try and like restrain myself. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, so when I started coaching, I wasn't actually a dating and relationship coach. I was just a general life coach from a mindset perspective because this model that I use that thoughts create our feelings, feelings drive our actions, actions create our results can be applied to any situation. So before I landed on my niche, I was just coaching on everything and anything. And then I just decided to focus my Instagram and to focus my business into one kind of area. But Again, it depends on the coach that you work with. Obviously, all life coaches are different. We have different tools. We approach things in a different way. But my goal is, um, it's actually funny because like (laughs) my niche is dating and relationships, but my goal, like my personal goal as a coach is just mental and emotional freedom for each of my clients, whether they're dating, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're in like navigating their own business, whether it's a mother daughter problem, whether it's a family problem, like the tools that I teach are, are far, go far past just dating and relationships, which is why I think (laughs) to pump my own tires here, my program is so valuable. And I have people tell me this all the time is that they finish my program. And then they're like, I feel like I'm set up for life now. It's not just that I figured out my dating, but like, I can think differently going into everything that I want to do in the future. So I forget how that, what the question even was, but yeah, that's, that's that piece. (laughs) And then follow up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to ask, like, you're also being coached. Yes. Right. Like, like talk about that dynamic too. And yeah. 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 I will always have a coach because we can't see our own shit. Like, I have been studying mindset for a very long time. I have been working as a coach for a long time. I have been coaching for a long time. And still, when I sit down with my coach, she's like, Jordana, that's a bullshit thought. Why are you thinking that? Why are you letting like, why are you believing that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I am believing that. And it's it's not that something's wrong with us. Right. It's just that like our brains are literally wired to be convincing, like your brain doesn't want to think about what's most helpful or what's most positive. Your brain just wants to be right. So if you leave your brain unchecked, it's just going to keep operating from that place of like, I'm going to prove all of your beliefs true. And if you don't have a coach to point those out to you, like you're fine, you're a human, you're going to be just fine in life. But if you want to hit certain goals or go to a certain, get a certain result in your life, it's super, super helpful to have an outside set of eyes an objective set of eyes to say like, Hey, this is what you're believing. Do you see that? I love that. And Jordana, I think part of why coaching has been so important in my life and why I advocate for it and now want to do it. It's, it's exactly what you said, but without trying to restate too much of it, I look at it as we all have these muscles and working out your mental muscles is the same as working out your body. So when you have goals, like you go to a trainer to help you hit that next level to to hold up a mirror and understand your goals and help you know how to get there. And I think 
coaching, whether it's dating, relationship, mindset, life, career, you know, on any of those spectrums, it's exactly what you said. You take your, you take your goals, you give them to someone who can create this like very intentional space to talk about it. And they help you work your own muscles to solve those problems, but you have to keep doing it. And I agree with you that I think having having those people in your life, it's, it's really important to do that on a regular basis. And I agree about always having a coach. I think as coaches, we need that, especially I think mental health practitioners need their own mental health practitioners. Like we can't, can't fill up other people's cups without refilling our own. Totally. I love that. So, um, another question, I know that, um, Becky has had a little experience coaching men, um, Jordana, have you had any experience coaching men? The reason I ask is because even though like that's not something that, you know, we've delved into too much today, I would just like, I'm sure there are men listening and I'm sure that they like want to pull something from this and be like, what resources can I use? What, you know, I, am I alone in thinking this dating thought that is a general theme amongst all men? Like, what are some things that you could, you know, tell like some experiences you've had with dating? with coaching men through dating um, and like, what can they bring home from all of this? Yeah. I've had a little bit of experience with dating men. Um, or so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. We're not editing it out. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with dating men. So let's be clear. <laughs> uh, I've also had a little bit of experience coaching men. only a couple. Um, I decided early on that my passion was really women. It's, it's nothing against you, men. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not totally closed off to coaching men. You know, I will take a consult. I will see if we're a good fit, of course, but yeah, I would approach it very similarly. I would a woman. I mean, we're all humans, regardless of how you identify. We all, all of us have a human brain, Therefore, we all have stories about the people that we're dating. And like your brain is going to create those stories because it's doing its job, not because it's doing something wrong. Your job is simply to like be aware of those stories and then look at what it's creating for you and whether or not you like that story. So if you're if you're thinking to yourself, like I'm being too clingy or I need to be, you know, I have to wait two days to text her back or I have to do this or I have to do that. Like what results are, is that creating for you in your life? Like look at your past um, as an example of where you've been, like what tends to go wrong in your relationships? When does it tend to end? And then really look at your thoughts because as much as we want to blame the other person all of the time, feels good for like half a second. It's always our thoughts that's creating like the pattern that we have. And you kind of touched on something that I'd love to dig deeper and, and get some tips from you on as a newer dating coach, but yeah. talk about consultations. And so you don't just blindly work with anyone who, you know, slides into your DMs or fills out a form. You're doing a, a consultation with someone before you agree to work together. What yeah. does that look like? And what are you looking for before you say yes to taking on a new client? Yeah. So consultations right now are an hour with me and it's really just like an opportunity for us to meet, chat about what's going on. I usually do like a little bit of coaching to try and help you out. But the biggest thing is just for us to like energetically see if we're a good match. And then also for me to see if coaching is the right fit for you. I do sometimes have people who come to me who are still in abusive relationships. And so then I direct them to someone else or I say, hey, 
as soon as you're working with a therapist, I would love to work with you as well. Um, I'm pretty clear on kind of where my boundaries are. So that's really like the, the biggest reason for the consultation. Otherwise, it's just like, do we like each other? Do you like the way I'm going to talk to you? I'm fairly direct. I'm not, um, <laughs> I swear, you know, I'm a little loud. Like you have to, you have to like my personality too, right? And so the consultation is really just an opportunity for us to talk and see if I'm the best person to help you. And if not, I can direct you somewhere else. And if I am, then we talk about how to work with me moving forward. What are some, and you did mention like folks who might be in like in a current more traumatic situation that they have to kind of deal with before you'll want to take them on. Are there any other sort of red flags? And we talk about red flags in dating relationships all the time. Are there any red flags when you meet with someone where you might say, I don't think this is a fit? That's a good question, actually. I don't think so. I mean, I do look for a commitment level. But I find that most people who want to start coaching and who want to pay for coaching are going to be committed. Um, so that's not a huge issue to me. Obviously, if they're if they're still on the fence or if they're not super committed, they mo- like they usually just don't come for coaching, <laughs> or they won't like follow up after the consultation, which is totally fine, right? Most people decide that for themselves. Otherwise, like every once in a while, I will. Um, have a consultation with someone who I can just tell our personalities aren't quite a good match. I'll usually just tell them that straight up and just be like, Hey, here's some other people that might be a good fit for you. Like, I don't know that I can help you to the best of your ability, but like very rarely do I come across someone that I feel isn't a good fit for me because my marketing is pretty much who I am as a person. Right. (laughs) So if you've read my Instagram, if you have spent any time with me on Instagram, then you probably know how I'm going to be on the consultation call and in coaching too. Which feels like a good spot to share your handle. If folks want to follow you notes too, but go ahead. (laughs) At Jordana Lauren. So it's J O R D A N A L A U R E N. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited for our coaching call next week. Yes, me too. (laughs) Gonna be so good. (laughs) Because uh, like the reason I started working with a coach was because of a podcast I heard. And so like, I'm really excited to be having this conversation out in the open and kind of introduce people to what coaching is, what it looks like. Um, You know, if you've been thinking about coaching, kind of using this podcast as a resource, like is coaching for me. Um, So I'm so excited that we were able to do this. And I know. Well, and, and kind of on a sort of closing note, but I think just, managing those expectations. And Jordana, you touched on this a little bit, but I think it's important to say like coaching is not a magic bullet. It's Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity and a tool to dig in and do the work, but it's not. And it was funny. I was having this conversation with my coach too. Like, what can I guarantee at the end of three months working with me? And I don't want to say like in three months, you're going to meet the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That feels a little dangerous, but in three months, (laughs) (laughs) it could work. And I hope it does. But in three months, I mean, you were talking about that, that ability to deal with other areas of your life, to look at dating as fun again, and not as a chore or a job, Mm -hmm. to be more intentional, to be able to re like control your thoughts a little bit more, think different thoughts than what you're coming in with. And um, so that's, I think, you know, there might be people out there that think like, okay, I'm going to invest in this and I'm going to meet my person. And, And similarly to a matchmaker, those things don't happen overnight. But I think this is a really great tool to have in anyone's toolbox who 
wants to expand and, and maybe shift their mindset ab about dating and, and how they could enter into hopefully a, a good and solid, healthy new relationship. Yeah. Yeah, totally. My goal is for that, like by the end of the three months, all of my clients just feel like they have more freedom or control within their mental and emotional life and general wellness. Again, I think it's so funny because I like don't really care whether or not my clients get into a relationship. That's really not my priority, even though it's wonderful and exciting when they do. Like what I genuinely like deeply care about is how they feel about themselves and how well they are able to look at and evaluate their minds. Because whether we're like there's lots, lots of unhappy people in relationships and there's lots of unhappy people who are single and there's lots of unhappy people who are divorced and there's lots of unhappy people in marriages, right? Like if we don't know how to manage our mental and emotional wellness in a way that serves us, then like it doesn't really matter what results we create in life. We can still be and stay unhappy. So yeah, that's my goal. I love it. I feel like that's like such a great way to end because that's really the crux of all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, on that note, I'm going to go fill up this glass of wine. That's <laughs> on this conversation. I love it. I loved it. Well, but actually before we break any other things, Jordana, that we missed or something that you want to share with the audience before we, we go. I don't think so. I feel like we covered it all. Um, yeah. Awesome. Come work with me. Come work with Becky. Everyone needs coaching. I love it. I yeah. Love it. Maybe doing more of this in the future. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back. Getting coaches together. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jordana, thank you so much. Follow Jordana. You'll see her Instagram handle in the show notes, but it's at Jordana Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N. Yes. Make sure. And we will see you all next Thursday on the Micropolitan Matchmakers. Bye. Bye. Yay.